What's going on, everyone? Welcome back. It is Top Drawer Podcast once again. We have a uh, an episode from the way back because it is match week one continued. Uh, we had the makeup matches that started today or yesterday, if you're listening, um, and also some FA Cup matches prior. Um, and then we're going to look forward to match week 18. So we got a little a little time hop. Right, it's quantum theory mm. here on Top Drawer Podcast. We are in two places at once. However, if you try to observe us in these places at the same time, you won't be able to see us. Correct. But um, looking ahead, looking back, whichever way we're going, there were some matches this weekend. Some high profile, some not. Mm. Um, there were some matches today, some high profile, some not. There was some movement in the table, and we're gonna get into all of it here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you at bay right now because I know you're teaming, you're fighting me uh, off with a narwhal just, tusk on the London just, Bridge. Okay, that man is an. He's not even just an English treasure. He wasn't was he like Polish? Like Norway? Yeah, he was. He was, was some, something. Some other place. He was a thief in the night, right? Just dust in the wind. Mm-hmm. He. he for those of you who don't know, it's been like what, just over a year yeah, now since there was that like terrorist November on, of last year or some bullshit. Yeah, the terrorist on the London Bridge, and he like stabbed someone in the outdoor beer garden or the marketplace or whatever. And some guy from like Norway or wherever he was, it had to be Norway because that's what it was. Who who would know? Who knows to, to use exactly. a Norwal tusk? Yeah. So there was a this Norwegian guy in for business, and he's at like some cafe, and he sees this guy going nuts on the bridge. And of course, he just grabs the, you know, happened to be their narwhal tusk on the cafe wall, goes out and just straight up takes on this terrorist with this blade, stabs him with it. Damn just, right. you know, he, he shows up when he's needed. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. He's not he the hero we wanted, but he's the hero we needed. That's right. But that was that was the point, right? Yeah. Of course, he was from Norway. Mm-hmm. If it was anybody else in the world, they'd be like, oh, my God. If only there was something right. here I could use to disarm this Some terrorist. animal would have broken a beer bottle on the table, or tried to yeah. at least. And this guy's like, huh, you know, what, what better timing and placement? I know just what to yeah. do. Just like, this is just what, like grandma used to teach us. This is us. what papa taught me. Right. right. Back when we were killing wolves in the garden, seven and eight-year-olds with narwhal tusks. Okay, we're, we're losing it. Yeah, we're um, off the rails already. So we had a FA Cup this past weekend. Now, this is a podcast about um, the Premier League and Premier League teams abroad. And I I remembered that this weekend while watching Liverpool play in the FA Cup against um, a bunch of middle schoolers, uh, junior high. I don't know what they call it in England, but 13-year-olds. Mm-hmm. As Liverpool went up 1-0 early on the depleted Aston Villa side because of COVID. And then Liverpool was 1-1 at halftime. And I remembered that we specifically outlined that we don't talk about things like that. Um, But because everything got sorted, Thiago came on, which is really embarrassing that... Had to bring on the big boys for to finish off. Arguably, one of the top three midfielders in the world had to come on and then... Shaq with his new hair implants had to come on and mm-hmm. take out these 15-year-olds. He but, does have hair implants, doesn't he? 
Absolutely. I've seen Harren Plants in my years watching Wayne Rooney scamper mm-hmm. about the pitch. I know Harren Plants when I see Harren Plants. And... I mean, whatever. Shaq had a magnificent head of hair back at Byron, and he does well to bring it back. Um, I'd do it if I could, if I had the money and was like, what should I do with all this money in my pocket? I don't know. Someone rip hair off the back of my neck and jam it into my bald forehead. 30 G's it costed uh, Wayne Rooney the first time. Second time must have been more. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully he he had that under warranty. (laughs) Parts and labor kind of thing. He got the discounted version for 30 G's and it didn't work. It's what he gets for cheaping out on the whole process. Yeah, it's like buying tits when they're on sale. Mm -hmm. Like. I don't, you hear those every once in a while, like on the radio, and they're like, oh, New Year's special, end of the year special. And you're like, do I really want like discounted boob job mm-hmm. if I were a, a female or any, any sort of plastic surgery? I don't, just charge me as much as it should yeah, cost. Yeah, just make it right. Just make it right. Because if you're not, I'm, I just do not trust you. Correct. Like, were those returned implants? You have to fish those out of somewhere they shouldn't have been. Is that like a size six and that's a six and a half? And it's like, look, it's a clearance rack. Mm-hmm. We got to get rid of them. You take what I'm you gonna, can get. Going to make you a great deal. This one's like lumped on one side mm-hmm. and flat on the other. And it's like, look, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a defect, right? That's the, it's the outlet. They use these know? to test for uh, breast cancer at the medical hospitals and they sell them on the cheap when the class is over. I just get exactly. them. <laughs> oh, man, we... <laughs> We can't get into even talking about right now. There were three games this week and we can't get into any of them. Oh man. Um, So the only other thing I want to say about the FA cup is uh, finishing my thought on Liverpool Villa. It's so uh, poetic. Shakespeare would be proud that this kind of came back this way, because if you remember last year, Liverpool were playing in Dubai for the, um, for the club world cup and they had to field a team of children against Aston Villa because they wouldn't move it. And now here we go fast forward a year later, COVID obviously happening and Aston Villa is depleted so much so that their match against Spurs this week is already canceled because uh, Dean Smith and the entire first team are still under quarantine. quarantine yep. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then I hear a, <laughs> Uh, Liverpool gets the notification of the measures that the quarantine is going to be for Aston Villa the day before the match. Mm-hmm. They'd already gone through their training with who they were going to put out. And so Cloud, this is the team, right? It's we're going to, we trained with this team. We're going to play with this team. That's how it is. And so now I read a headline that Liverpool allegedly were, they were disrespecting the FA cup by fielding such a strong team. So last year, by not fielding a strong team while the strong team was, you know, in another continent, Liverpool disrespected the FA Cup. But this year, because they fielded a strong team, they're disrespecting the mm-hmm. FA Cup, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which makes complete sense. Yes, of course it does. From the, uh, when you look through it of the goggles of this is the FA and they couldn't tell their ass from a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, their arse from a hole in the ground. But, you know, would you expect any different from those who brought you, let's figure out how VAR is working everywhere else in Europe and just do it different Mm -hmm. so it's not good? Hey, but Um, they have five subs. You can do five subs. uh, Again, makes no sense. But in three changes. So so they just had to ruin it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. 
And and so the second part after I got off that soapbox, uh, leads really just did a leads, didn't they? They did. Uh, Crawley Town, and they lose by emphatically. Yeah, not not it wasn't a one nil scrape at the end loss either. Three nil. I mean, I mean Bielsa ball, you throw it forward, but the thing is, is like Crawley Town, you can't. Was it Crawley Town? I'm yeah. doubting myself. Yeah, it was, right it was now. Crawley Town. I'm looking at Leeds. it. Yeah. yeah, is it okay? Yeah. Crawley Town had 15 shots on goal to Leeds's 14 shots on goal, but only had 29 percent of the possession of the ball versus 71 percent of Leeds. So they had one. They had one more shot on goal, 15 to 14, and only had 30 percent of the ball. I'm not. I, I don't have a degree in maths. That makes no sense mm-mm, to me. Mm-mm. And neither does the three Just the nil. time. Yeah. The time, like, of on the ball and how long it must take to get the ball from your zone most of the time, from the midfield mm-hmm. into a scoring position, and then to have that many shots. I mean, unless they were just, you know, Unless Leeds was turning. Football. I mean, I, to be fair, I didn't watch the match because I'm not going to watch. I don't think I could have found that anywhere on without downloading ESPN a virus Plus. to ESPN my phone. Plus. Okay. But, I mean, unless... Leeds was turning the goalkeeper was turning the ball over every five minutes in his own penalty area. I don't know how any of this is possible. Yeah. Uh, just the magic of the FA cup, right? Indeed. And this is why we all <clears throat> watch it and love it, I guess. Yeah. Fair shout to uh premier league fans, namely, uh, and Tottenham Hotspur for putting on for Marine. Marine. Yeah. Yep. They had a goal of selling uh 600 virtual tickets, I believe. And for those of you who don't know, um, I'm not sure completely. It's in uh, Merseyside, so it's mm-hmm. near Liverpool, eighth division. I mean, these people are literally your plumbers, yeah. school teachers, mm-hmm. parcel uh, drivers. I mean, Sunday leagues. This is it is. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just and step above what you would call rec ball here in America. But they had a goal of selling 600 virtual tickets because everything got shut down in Merseyside, which was the last stronghold of not having COVID outbreaks. And having fans in stadiums, and they were hosting Tottenham, which well, big money shit. draw, big money draw, right? And so because of that, and they couldn't have it, they put it out in Tottenham. Uh, they put it out on their social, and it just—that's a good part about Twitter. In seldom spots, mm-hmm. you see, you're like, oh, this website's great, and then you remember ninety percent of it's absolutely. You just scroll shit. down a little bit, and you'll see why you don't right. want it. But yeah, you know, they sold like fifteen thousand virtual mm-hmm. tickets, just. I'll probably Real keep that stuff. club afloat for another year. Absolutely. Absolutely. So those, you know, magic of the FA Cup. There you go. There's the FA Cup minute brought to you by, we probably won't do this ever again until maybe the final. Correct. Moving on back to the week one Premier League. Um, any any match catch your eye? Anything in particular you want to talk uh, about? You know, I, I really wanted to dive into the uh, Sheffield United and, and Newcastle game, but I think we can... We can find something to talk, chew on. I mean, if you want, we can just skip to week no, 18. No, I we think, I think if we really want to do our due, due diligence here. Uh, so, United's top of the league uh, after week one. Look um, at that. Ole is at it. Yeah, so that's it's the latest in the year and also... Technically not the same year, but... Not. Yeah. Well, calen- well season, Season, I guess. yeah. So, calen- it's the latest since Sir Alex Ferguson... But technically, it's also week one, mm-hmm. right? I mean, 
again, quantum theory. Yeah, right. We're all we're, over the place here. We're Carl Sagan would be proud. I think we're nailing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll have Neil deGrasse Tyson. He, he's on. He's our third segment guest. He'll explain this okay. whole thing to us. Neil, will, will you will you kind of brush up and fill in the spots that we left? <laughs> I was going to say no, guys. You you nailed it. Couldn't Spot have said it better myself. Spot on. Let's have a drink. So United versus Burnley. I mean, it started off first thirty minutes of the first half was about as Burnley as a game as you're going to get. They're going to come at you kind of hard and fast, but in their very specific Burnley way of doing it, where it's just route one. Fastest way to get the ball to the opponent's net is just by hoofing it down the field, and hopefully somebody can come up with it. So it was that for basically the first forty-five minutes. Uh, Kevin Friend uh, put on an absolute masterclass of how to never referee a game, of how to not referee a game. It was the most ridiculous thing I had seen in a long time. Um, A little specifics on it. Just five minutes, Cavani was doing what Cavani and those type of superstars do, you know. Coming from other leagues, you know, you you get in a little scuffle in the midfield and, you know, you fall to the ground and hoot and holler about. Well, so for the first four minutes of the game, when the, when there were legitimate tackles and whatnot, he was creating a pattern of, I'm going to let you stay on the ground, and we're going to continue play. Maybe I'll address it after if it was a foul. Maybe you'll just stay on the ground writhing in pain, alleged pain. Doesn't matter. We're going to keep playing. Okay, you established this pattern for the first four minutes. It was happening a bit on both sides. Well, then, so Cavani goes to ground at, in, at the halfway line. Kevin Friend stops the game. Stops play. Picks the ball up walks over him Cavani and uh uh I don't know one of the center backs for Burnley were kind of having a little a chat about it stops play walks over and proceeds to accost Cavani about I don't know what for but it seemed to be about falling to the ground when you get fouled or whatnot as if that was not something to be expected and so then the rest of the game comes of of not calling fouls and not I don't know. He was. He was. It was all over the place when it came to you fall to the ground. We're not calling the fouls. We're just going to keep playing. We're going to have a rough and tumble game. It's going to be hardcore. And then one guy falls to the ground and rolls one too many times. And then we got to stop play. Everybody's got to stop play because I got to yell at this guy for doing that. It sounds like a Mike Dean extraordinaire right there. Yeah, except there on, weren't that many yellow everybody. cards. Hang on, everybody, look at me real quick. Yeah. I haven't done anything in a while. Need to remind everyone that here I am, Mike Dean. Yeah. And then go ahead, go ahead, we continue. get to uh, the – so play is going on. For the first 30 minutes, Burnley really had their first – the first of really their only uh, fair shots on goal. The first 14 seconds, I think they had a their only shot on goal or one of their very few. Um, and so that was nice. Uh, United weathered the storm. Um, generally, away from home, that would have been when United conceded a goal that they would have had to claw back from. But they weathered it well. Um and then getting into what the second half came and there was definitely a change in attitude from the United uh, side. Ali, he said in his post-match that he had to calm down the side because just before halftime, there were two incidents, Not maybe not just before. There was a... Uh, uh, Burnley had the ball and they were working in, our, in United's final third. The ball gets cleared. And it gets kicked out of the box, and Shaw goes running for it. 50-50 challenge for the ball. Shaw gets the ball, but on the follow-through, uh, um, gets his spikes into the shin of uh, uh, whoever he was 50-50ing the ball for. No call. Kevin Friend waves it away, and play continues. Pogba hoofs, or Bruno hoofs it downfield. Me doesn't deal with it. 
Cavani's one-on-one on goal. He's got a defender on his back shoulder who then scissor kicks his legs at the edge of the box, denying a clear goal-scoring opportunity. And, you know, all this ensues. Kevin Friend gives a yellow card and not a red, even though he was the last defender. But then VAR chimes in. So now there's a pause in the play. Kevin Friend's got his ear to goal, or his ear to his earpiece, and then watching the screen, you can see the VAR official is reviewing the Cavani thing. And the slower you slow it down, there's no other defender. It's clearly going to be a red going down to 10 men with a free kick on the, on the uh, edge of the box. But then you start seeing the play start getting rewound 20 seconds, 30 seconds prior, back to the Luke Shaw at the complete other end of the pitch on this 50-50 ball. What ends up happening after a five-minute delay is the yellow card given to whoever tackled Cavani, instead of it changing to a red, gets wiped out entirely, and then Luke Shaw gets a yellow card for the 50-50 challenge. It may have been a yellow card-worthy foul, and it probably was, and I'm not arguing that. What I'm arguing is we're not reviewing that. What we're reviewing is if this is a denial of a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Now, all the pundits were like, well, once we start looking at this, we can look however long into the past to see if there was something else. Okay, on any play, you could rewind another 60 seconds and find a foul somewhere or an offside or something that would have denied whatever was just happening. You're reviewing this play. Review the play and make a determination. Because now, Cavani could have got a leg broken and... Here we are, the guy gets no punishment, there's nothing changes, whatever. Give Shaw so yellow, but allow for this to be a decision to be made up here. So you're, you're, the issue is it was in the buildup of the play. It wasn't some continuous flow four minutes back. The no. ball was won via his yellow that should have been called, so Cavani never gets the ball. We talked about this kind of... um at like one of the first episodes, I think, when we were talking about offsides. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it happened in a Liverpool match. It happened to Trent. And and he got fouled on the way back, but he was offsides. Uh, I think it was against Arsenal, maybe. It might have even been in the Community Shield. Um, But your question was, so how long do we do this? And at what point does someone actually get hurt when the play should have been blown dead, but the new rule says offsides you just wait and you check it later mm-hmm. blah yeah. blah blah so this is a little different obviously because it was a foul that was missed i disagree with you on the fact that it shouldn't have been looked back because it was in the build-up of the play um you guys don't get the ball if that foul if that challenge doesn't happen and it wasn't like he challenged got the ball and then you guys passed it around 40 50 True. team passes True. i mean it was Right after, mm-hmm. moments after. So, I mean, you could, I mean, the definition of in the buildup, you can't be more clear on that. I don't necessarily I don't disagree. I, I, I find that the lack of punishment, because now I can commit any foul at the other end. So here's the deal. Assuming so you I can, know that's coming back, I could commit any foul. I could well, kick a dude in the face and be clear and of you punishment. Can still be, so, so you can't be sent off. So he couldn't get a red card for a clear and obvious goal scoring opportunity mm-hmm. that he impeded because that goal scoring opportunity was whistled dead post mortem. Correct. Back at Shaw's foul. I, I so if make the an tackle that, that was that was not great. Was the was the tackle reckless and endangering enough 
to warn a straight red? Probably not. A be... yellow, probably, but not so a straight red. So for me, I mean, watching a little bit of it, I don't know if you can look at that and call that a, a clear goal scoring. He wasn't clear through. If, if was... that defender is no longer there, it's him and the keeper. Well, yeah. If, you if, just... if, if our aunt had balls, she'd be our uncle. Right. If that ta- but if that take- tackle's not made, he could shoot with his right, he could shoot with his left, he could go left of the keeper, right of the keeper. Is, he could my point is, I don't he think he was behind it. him. I don't think he was behind him. The defender? Yeah. The defender comes so, from his back right. He was on the soft side of his shoulder. Sure. Yeah, he was. Uh, if it was a race, right, and they were crossing the finish line, yes, he would have been second. Right, but, the- but he wasn't a full half person length behind Cavani reaching in front and around. I mean, he was for all intents and purposes as close to being level with someone while not being right, level. But, that's, but, like, it, but the thing is, if you take him out of the play, where's the next defender? It's out of the play. So the point is, if he doesn't make that tackle, but then it, that tackle is, if it's a foul, that tackle is always going to be denying a clear goal scoring opportunity because there's no so other not, defender who can then stop. But if, if, he I'm, misses, if I'm, if I'm one-on-one with you and I make that tackle and I'm in front of you, what your logic, the way you're applying that, would still hold true. Yeah. And we know that's not a denial if of a it's clear a, goal if scoring it's a opportunity. Foul. It's not if you just make and tackle. No, what I'm saying is I'm in front of you. You're in front of me. Goalkeeper is behind me. I'm the last man. We're outside the box. I make the tackle. Yes, I, I follow see. you. Clear foul. Yeah. If I don't make that and I'm not there, you're in on... But that's not how it's played. The The point is, if it's same thing in hockey, right? If I'm clearly behind you and I have no, no opportunity, honest, earnest opportunity to play the ball and I make a tackle that is clearly just getting you. It's like when, when they grab a shirt in midfield and just yeah. drag you down. But it's because you're not on your way and there's people all around. I, I think I think that was about I don't know, I've, I clear and goal the goal scoring opportunity I think was there. I mean My, well yeah, he had a clear goal scoring opportunity. However, the defender's tackle wasn't from a position. Do you think if he made a better attempt at it? I don't think he's ever getting that ball no matter what type of tackling from the position he's in where the ball's at which is across Cavani on his left foot. He's on Cavani's back right shoulder. I don't think no matter what type of tackle he makes I don't think is he's he, ever getting the ball. I think the issue, and, and I think the issue is he's he may not ever get the ball, but he's playing to the ball, right? So it can be a yellow, an absolute yellow, and if it's dangerous, it can be a red. But my issue is he didn't foul him with the sole intention of he's through. I'm not. I'm not even trying to hide it. I'm just kicking his feet out from under him. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, but I, I think I find that m- most denial of clears going opportunity uh, red cards, I, I don't know that, that they're all just like that, that they're all just, well, I'm like so we behind, about, I'm going to dive to the ground and grab his feet because I can't do anything about they it. They try not to, but I, like I said, I think they were pretty much close enough to being shoulder to shoulder. Yes, Cavani was ahead of him, but not, I, I just, and look, hey, we can argue about it till we're blue in the face, mm-hmm. uh, but this is the FA uh, their referees, and we know they are absolute trash. trash yeah. um, this happens multiple times. I mean, your your episode in the buildup that happened against Liverpool and United last year, if you remember, mm. uh, when you guys scored 
there was a foul in the buildup against Van Dyke that it was around the midfield. It was the way, how you guys initially got the ball, and it was played up to Rashford on the wing, and they never went back and looked at it. Mm. It was a clear foul. And they kicked his feet out from under him. I mean, and it was kind of the same thing. There was only two or three passes after, and then you guys score. It was in the buildup. They didn't look at it then. They gave you the goal. Yeah. Here you have a point where they go, well, wait, maybe we missed something in the buildup. And they go back and they check it. I mean, this is the same week where Michael Oliver, you know, the golden boy mm. of English refs, comes out and talks about Van Dyke and uh, Pickford and says some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard in in professional sports in England, in the U.S., in fucking La La Land. I could not believe what I read where he said that looking back, it was clear that they could have done more and that Pickford, you know, was in a bad way on it and it should have been a red, right? They could have gone back and not worried about the offsides, but just looked at what happened. Mm -hmm. That's not the ridiculous part. The ridiculous part is what he says next, but that they were surprised that no Liverpool players were in the face of the official demanding a red be given. So you mean to tell me that that would have swayed something there? My team needs to surround you Mm -hmm. and berate you into giving the correct call or giving You're at least an call yeah that there you are openly admitting that there is persuasion mm-hmm. that you take from that right are you kidding me right and this is oliver this is the only one who gets to referee european football because the rest of them are, are so terrible right and here he is literally using his own mouth and vocal cords and lungs and all the other body parts to say this to a reporter with his name on it. I mean, just so not ideal. Was there any other VAR that happened in the match? Cause I want to talk about it. Cause um, I think you and I are going to be on the opposite side of it. Yeah. So do you see the McGuire uh, header? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not necessarily. Okay. For, I mean, first thing that's not a foul. I saw that. I saw that header three matches. Three Premier League matches ago in the Liverpool match. Mm. That is the same goal that West Brom scored from the corner over Fabinho. Yeah. Forearm to the back of the head and the other arm on his shoulders. And Fabinho in the air holding the back of his head while the ball is being That's not what Maguire did. Maguire has an hand. It's his left arm. He goes up and left arm. Maguire is already in the air and puts his left arm. How You can talk about force or whatever. Puts his left arm on the back left shoulder blade of whoever it was, who was already half hunched over, about to do a, 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 a Harry Kane, I'm going to scorpion you once you get up in the air type of move. I, he, didn't, he didn't bolt double hand his shoulders and lift up. He was already in the air once his hand, arm, whatever you want to say, hit the guy's back. And, and to me, it's not a foul. It's not a foul any day of the week. But the lack of, they say they VAR'd it, but it lasted like two seconds and they confirmed the no goal. I was like, we just spent five minutes rewinding plays, going around, doing all this nonsense, looking at three different plays within a 20 second span. You can't, 
I'm not saying go to the monitor. I'm not saying I'm, I'm saying this is that clear cut of a decision that it is a foul. I don't think it was a foul to begin with. And it's so clear cut that it was a foul that we don't need a VAR check or we can do a quick one replay look and go, yep, you're good, whatever. I mean, I get it's clear and obvious error to overturn it. And I suppose there's not one there. He did touch him because soccer is not a contact sport. So you can't touch people. So to be fair, I'm not 100% saying what happened to Fabinho should have been a foul. Now from the few images and, and the replays I saw of Maguire, it's enough of a forearm to the back of the head that was the same with Fabinho. My point is back to what this whole theme seems to be is the lack of consistency. Yeah. And I think that's the one thing that everybody has been complaining about. There's so many ample pieces of evidence of this way this week and that way the next week. And, you know, it's almost comical at this point where this is the reason VAR exists. I don't anticipate each referee to understand in the moment as things happen that, oh, that's the exact way it was called last week or whatever. Right. This is how we've been taught to call it. But, there's but a when guy. you can stop mm-hmm. it and you can look at it, like this is why you get – this isn't the Slovenian league, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay? This is arguably the – no, this is literally the richest league in the entire world and it's not even close. Not close. I mean, we have this problem years ago and it's still bad. With the NFL, the NFL is the richest league of any sport anywhere in the world. It's like a $9 billion to $10 billion a year company. And they didn't even have full-time officials. They still don't. All of their officials, for the most part, are not full-time. They have a handful, yada, yada. But you got a product that's worth that much money, and you got people that are supposed to be officiating. Yeah. That... You know, well, and it's like, like we had the so the problem in the U.S. a lot is they were part time employees, right? These were doctors and lawyers, lawyers in the day, yeah. and on Saturdays and Sundays they had to come and be refs. And so, the, and the point being that since they had to work and do other things, they may not have had all the time to you know study the rules and look at tape the and constant film. training. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in England, both in the Championship and in the Premier League, those two sets of refs are full-time professional employees. There is a <coughs> camp they go to during when they're off, like in the summer or whenever they do it. And it's to train them to be sideline uh, officials, mm-hmm. to be fourth officials, to be referees. It like it, it It's like weeks-long camps that they have to go to. I remember watching a special report. Graham Lasseau went to go be a sideline ref, and he he couldn't run up and down the pitch because he couldn't remember what side to keep the, uh, the flag in on his hands. He... he but it, and, yeah, and this and so, is the product we get out of it is the point I think I was trying exactly, to say. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, but after all of that, after all of that strife, the goal comes. What happens? We get a nice pog boom with a deflection. Uh, Rashford didn't do much of jack shit anywhere, but uh, he got the ball to Bruno. Bruno flicked it up over everybody and Pogba outside the box leaning away side or puts his laces through it takes a nice deflection although i think that may have gone in and beaten the keeper uh nick pope anyways but deflects goes through nick pope's legs and we get the breakthrough and then we just see out the rest of the game which it's fun how burnley is the type of team that 
well, for all intents and purposes, was basically defending for 75 minutes. The I mean, the minute the goal hit and we kicked off, we were back in our final third. Not because we sat back, but because Burnley just decided, I guess we're going to play like Man City for the next 25 minutes. It was ridiculous. I mean, we, we eventually took it away from him and we figured it out ourselves, but it was it was wild for a little bit. Yeah, they're very irritating. Yeah. I love Sean Deitch, but... I'm so... I'm so tired of Burnley. I, go away. I don't, like, sorry to any Burnley fans mm, out there, but, weird. like, you, I don't. I just, it, you know, it was cute. Like, oh, what was it, two years ago, they almost, or they did make Europe. Well, I can't even remember. I work with a guy that looks like uh, Sean Deitch with hair. He's a Milan fan, whatever. Um, but I, I'm tired of it. And if you're a Burnley fan, mm. listen, listen. Mm. I'm not trying to be a hater, but this is like when you're dating right. someone and they come to you, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, whatever, and they break up with right. you. That's and the like, 89th they look at minute you and they go, I mean, that draws the you knew this level. was coming, like, right? Like, don't be daft, right? Th- this was happening, right? Uh, d- don't give me that. Well, uh, you knew, right? You know... Yeah, you you know that you need mm-hmm. to leave or you need to change. Now, again, uh, we talked about this before where I'm not expecting yeah. smaller side clubs to just play open and free and go nose to nose with every behemoth mm-hmm. they meet. But for the love of God, man, like, just try. Please try to not, like... It is not the seventies anymore. All right. This whole, you know, just muck yeah. it up and just get in the mud. You know, the, 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 and it's something that I absolutely hate is the saying, well, can you do it on a cold rainy night in Stoke? You know, the, the English saying, okay. Yeah. What you're saying is, can this really sound technically gifted, wonderful player, Go to a lower tier side in the cold, rain, wet, driving, wind, all that bullshit, and then get kicked in the legs for 75 minutes and beat to hell. Right. It it's well right. So it's like it's almost like the comparison of almost uh of like when when American football like playing in Michigan or like in the NFL going to Minnesota when they had an open stadium or, or coming to the going big to Lambeau, house. going to Lambo right. right when when you're a team from, when you're Jacksonville Jaguars from Florida and you have to go to Green Bay Wisconsin to go play in December that's different but what the difference is is I play in Manchester. It's the exactly. same weather that's in Stoke. The difference is exactly. nobody's striving their studs into my ankles every other play. That's not right. what's happening. 
and I just, and so Burnley is just one of those, uh, I, on the whole, right? I just look at it and I'm like, you can give me someone, right? Mm-hmm. As much as we make fun of leads, fun to at watch. least they're out there playing, right? Yeah. And, and I, I, you know, you look at it. I mean, what, let me scroll down the table right now. Cause I see leads. I don't see Burnley. Mm. Oh, there they are. They're in 16th. And Leeds is in 12th. So for as much bullshit as we give Leeds, now granted, Bielsa, you know, his name rings out a lot more than Sean Dyche throughout the world. However, you know, clubs like that, you know, Wolves, they went and got Nuno. Yeah, right. You know, they find these, you know, you don't have to find some retread, you know, off the pile English manager. Mm -hmm. And then just put a bunch of, you know, six foot two lunky white boys up front. That are just gonna, you know, and I got, I'm hating too much, right? I, taking it too far. Apologies, Chris Wood and and all of you wonderful, you know, Burnley fans. I just, nah. I can't, I can't stand it. I, just that whole, and I talked about it with West Brom and and Big Sam. As a fan, I don't know how you put up with it. Mm-hmm. And I guess if the results are there at the end of the day, it's a, it's a results driven business. And you go, look, we're winning, but like at the same time. Do you, you're going like at the match day back when, you know, millions of years ago when fans could go mm-hmm. to matches, like you go down to the pub, you have some pints, you're excited to go. What are you excited to go see? Right. Burnley defend for 65 minutes of the match yeah. and try to nick one. Like that's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that can't get you fucking hard. Right. Like, isn't that the whole point? Right. Is you want to feel alive. You want to enjoy it for two hours. You'd think so. And I got to watch, I got to watch five at the back in a low block. Are you mm-hmm. fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. Get out of here. And no, it's not something that I'm paying to go see tickets. And maybe it's an atmosphere as us as rotten Americans don't, we as not experienced that. I mean, we have our own experiences here, but I mean, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something that being at Turf Moor, or being at the Molyneux or, or being somewhere that, you know, it and listen, matter, so I, I guess. we we're from Detroit, right? You know, we have the bad boys, and we have the going to work Pistons. So, like the epitome of just muck it up, dirty basketball, right? Yeah, but so, but they win. I, they won the championships, but at the same time, I can appreciate defending like really bravely, and so that's not the part I don't like mm-hmm. about teams like Burnley. I mean, Burnley's a tough out. You're not gonna, you know. You're not going to beat them on set pieces and mm-hmm. things like that. It's the go, you know, have a plan to go forward more than just the sit back and absorb and nick them on the right. counter. I mean, whatever. What, I, you know, I'm all, I feel bad because I'm letting personal bias come flying out. That's all right. We're, 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 we're not a news program here. We don't need to not have opinions. Speaking of not having opinions, uh, 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 Sheffield United, first win yeah. over Steve but, Bruce's so Newcastle. Here's here is something. Uh, Derby County 07 and 08 also beat Newcastle. So Sheffield Derby, the, oh, one oh, the, the, the worst the no win. team yep. ever in yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. So they beat Newcastle in that season. So now Sheffield, who is trying to rival uh, that 07 08 mm. low point mm-hmm. total. Looking good for you, Chris. On track. I Looking mean, Looking good for you. You know, so they get their first win uh, of the year. Still in 20th place. You know, not ideal. 
the 15 losses, you know, I don't think you're winning the league with that statistic there. Um, but, you know, you got West Brom, uh, I don't know, what, three points ahead of you at eight? And then yeah. Fulham ahead of that at 11, another three points. So what? Two more wins, bada boom, bada bing. You're sitting uh, in 18th looking up at 17th at Brighton. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it took them 18 matches to get the first win. So let's figure, oh, 36. Yeah, okay, so maybe one more win. Yep, and two more draws. So that's, that's right. you know, five more points. If if frozen in the ta- if everyone's frozen in the table except for Sheffield and they get that, uh, I can do math in my head, and that puts them at ten points, and they're still relegated. So, <laughs> they uh, that's a great one of our buddies, one of one of our fellow podcasts. I believe it was lads. Um, they shared they, you know, they're they're great uh, historians, meme historians, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, their entire uh, social media department. I mean, there's got to be like thirty or forty unpaid interns mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. locked in a room somewhere. Because the speed at which that they scour the internet and grab these bits is just, it's breathtaking. Yeah, it's very nice. Lightning speed. The guys, there they they do a great job. Uh, I haven't seen a single health code violation or uh, workplace mm-hmm. uh, violation. So they either keep it on the down low or they have their papers in order because I'm positive there is a half dozen or a full dozen just chained up people with phones taped to their hands scouring for memes which again we are we have a open position for that if that interests you unpaid no benefits but you know yeah but what i'm getting at is they shared a meme wasn't really a meme it was like a natural meme shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, chris wilder had his 100th win in the fa cup at sheffield and it was like some celebratory post from the sheffield official account and it was like he's one of our own 100th win and someone Someone quote tweeted, like, they've had this thing saved in their drafts since September. Correct. Fucking September. Find the lie. We've been waiting for it. no lie. We've been waiting for it. Now we're at 101, so let's, uh... No cap. Yeah. (laughs) They're coming, they're coming hot and fast. Come on, Chris Wilder. 102 is in your sights. Let's see it. Oh my gosh. History will be made. Could you imagine? So, uh, I think before we, uh, do whatever we're gonna do next, I mean... We Manchester United, top of the league, three points clear Liverpool. I can't say that <clears throat> enough. It just got this nice, sweet taste to it. Um, but next match is Sunday. Manchester United going to Anfield. No fans, of course. Uh, but what a what a game that's going to be. I, I mean, talk about a game to go to if you're going to go if you're going to pick a game in your life to go see. That be the one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Klopp is. Uh... I think it's maybe it wasn't Anfield. It must have been at Old Trafford. I saw, but I don't think he's. I think he's uh, two draws. Yeah, I don't think he's, he has two a draws at Old Trafford. No. Yeah. Um, but this one is at Anfield. Liverpool not in the best of sorts. Um, Lord knows who's going to be the second center back mm-hmm. for us. Henderson. You guys are just like got a nice children. rotating thing going on there. I mean, my God, it's we're still, you know, second place in the table, which, you know, if you would have told any of us, any of the supporters at the time when, you know, Tiago went out for so long, Van Dyke, obviously, and then Gomez goes out. Hey, mm-hmm. you'll be second going into the matchup with first place United. You'd be like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, how? Take that. So, however, now that we've 
we've been in first and now the losses are starting to come, but we had done so well up to there. And to be fair, it's not the defense that's been the problem for Liverpool. The offense has been so lackluster. Mm. I mentioned it last week about someone who made a jab about Liverpool, what happens when they can't spam 9,000 crosses into the box a game. Um, But in that match, whichever one it was, they actually crossed the ball in there more than any time. That was the same thing in the first half against Villa in the FA Cup. Everything was down the wings. Everything. Nothing was through the middle. Nothing was inventive. Nothing was creative. Nothing was pulling center backs out and then creating spaces to run. They were just throwing crosses in the Mm -hmm. box. Now, Tiago and Jordan Shakiri come in, and holy shit, everything in the middle opens up. I mean, they're absolute must-starts for me. Shaq probably won't. I get it, especially against United. But that's okay. I mean, provided he doesn't pick up another calf injury, which he's so apt to do after a nice showing. Prone like, to oh, do. I can't, I can't yeah. wait. Ah, oh, Shaq really showed out. Can't wait to see him it's next like, week. It's like even... somebody's like lubing up the floor on the way to the ice bath, like after the match, right? And he him trips and, and falls Kaita. and hits his shin on something. It's ridiculous. And the weirdest, the weirdest thing with Shaq as a Liverpool fan I never fucking know when he's injured. Like, Nabby will get an update midweek. Like, ah, uh, he Shaq felt just something won't in training. Play for a month. He just won't be on the team sheet. And you're like, uh, am I, like, hallucinating? Because no one said anything, and he was boss last week. <laughs> Can mm-hmm. someone just fill me in? And like, oh, yeah, he's hurt. Like, I should fucking know this. Right. Which, I mean. But, so who's going to be the second center back? I've got no idea. Uh, Trent and Robertson were both rested at the weekend, which was good. Even though they came out with, we came out with a really heavy team. Um, is Hendo back there? Is a kid back there? I'd probably lean towards Henderson being back there, mm-hmm. but I can't tell. Now, hopefully, the boys up front can can kind of wake up. Jata's still out, so no fresh legs there, but. I think it's going to be a good match. I, I think it's going to be a right good match. I mean, we just put out a big team today, uh, which I'm glad we did for the win. Um, but five days on the mend coming into it. You guys have had a, a couple, about, a I don't know, 10 days off, or seems like it. Um, no, I think it's going to be a really good match. I'll be interested to see the work that's done through the uh, through the midfield and who, who re- I think, who takes control of the midfield, right? Because Trent... And Robertson, they're going to do the wing stuff. They're going to do their business that they do there. Um, but who I think who has control of the midfield and, and is able to attack center backs dead head on, I think is really going to be who's in control of the match. And I'm interested to see where that's going to go, especially if you if you take Hendo and put him in the back. It's going well. To the be- reason for that. So the reason for that is is, is Reese Williams, the 19 year old, mm-hmm. was at. He was the one who kind of got beat on the goal against Villa, and he just he doesn't have the pace um, on the turn. He just he, he doesn't have it. Um, Nat Phillips, who's kind of our like West Brom, Newcastle, Burnley specialist, when there's going to be big bodies in the box, yeah, get him in there. He's you know he's a tall kid. He, he's got decent speed. I think he's I'd probably put his pace over Williams, but that, that's kind of when he's been deployed. Now, both of them are young kids, and to be fair, they've deputized themselves through fire pretty well. I mean, as as well as you could hope for a team like Liverpool and their aspirations and the job that they're... Because Klopp's not no longer playing a high line with these kids in there. 
Mm-hmm. Right? He's not changing it. It's, yeah. This is how we play. This is how you need to play. Mm-hmm. And so fair fair play to them because they've done really well. Um, I feel, though, because it's United, um, because it is a battle up top, that's why I think more that he might put Henderson back there. you got to have a little seniority. stability. You know, where Henderson lacks as a true center back, I mean, just the... I mean, he's the he's the captain, mm-hmm. for goodness sake. He's, you know, he he the the six inches between the ears, as they say, yeah. right? You know, it's almost not knowing. It's not about what you know as much as what you don't know. And mm-hmm. in these situations, knowing his limitations and, and what's a a safer play rather than getting caught out. However, it's nice to have him in the midfield. You tell me, we start a midfield with Henderson, Tiago, and Genie. And I I like it. Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, the idea being that Genie does what he does. He uses his big ass, his big Dutch ass to win possession, hold it, and recircle it. Henderson being that wall in front of whoever your young second center back is and Tiago pulling the strings from the midfield. But again, when those chances come to Rashford, to Cavani, to Martial, although Martial, he missed that terrible one at the very end of the match. Oh, he but he, Guys, had, a, he had a curler from outside the box that uh, pulled a great save, top drawer from Nick Pope. Oh, if that would, that was going top corner, it was fantastic. It was going great where? Save. Top drawer. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um but anyway, so that that's kind of our conundrum mm-hmm. uh, on this side. Yeah, I you mean, guys, like, what what do you guys what do you think? What do you think you guys are going to do defensively? What because you guys have not always kept with a back four in all A's time in some of these matches. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna it's really going to depend on what he wants to do in the midfield. That's how it's going to change our back line. It's probably going to be. I mean, it's going to be Aaron Wambasaka on the right. Eric Bailly, because I don't think Lindelof is healthy. And I wouldn't... Eric Bailly's on a tear right now, so leave him in. Maguire... Still not dead. Amazing. Yeah, fantastic. He's... Great he's, Great to see him alive. Uh, Maguire, of course. Uh, and then I think it'll be Luke Shaw just for... He's more defensive than Alex Tellez is. And Luke Shaw actually had a hell of a match, uh, minus the yellow card today. Um, but how they play, though, is going to be different. If Matic is in the midfield, if he's looking for more security... Then it's he'll put Matic and Pogba next to each other like he did today. Matic will drop back as a third center back and allow the our two what will turn into wing backs to sit up the pitch. If he doesn't play Matic, if it's a Fred or if it's even a McTominay, then it's not going to be as high flying wings as I might prefer it to be. Um, although I don't know how much I want old man Matic out there with his Walker trying to See that, that, fight off the fight off you... Mo Salah over here. Right, hearing you say that, I mean, I feel like Fred's had a decent year from from compared to his first couple of years there. Mm-hmm. He came, I mean, it was a forty plus million dollar signing, something like that, and his first year was just absolutely forgettable. Um, McTominay is one where it's tough because I think the like what you said is what do you do with Pogba? Yeah. I mean, no matter Matic. no matter who it's going to be, if it's McTominay, McTominay and Pogba are both going to play relatively high mm-hmm. in, in in the majority. I mean, they'll both drop back to get the ball and bring it forward, but neither of them are going to drop back as a center back like Matic will 
Like, he doesn't sit back on the back line, right. but he drops back when he's needed as a pure out-and-out six. If McTominay and Pogba are next to each other, we're going to have more forward than we are. We're going to have two center backs is basically what we're going to be playing with, and that's going to be our defense. So my question would be... I don't be, see that happening. Do you take Matic and his cover of responsibilities, or do you take McTominay and his physical abilities, his pace, mm-hmm. uh, stretching Liverpool's midfield, right? Because Matic seems more of the one, okay, we'll absorb your midfield and what you guys want to do. Yeah. Where, especially, and that's the thing though, I mean, Liverpool normally play up the wings. I mean, obviously with Thiago coming back and if when Naby Kite is healthy and when Shaq's in there, they play centrally a lot more. Short of that, they go down the flanks. Mm-hmm. So, does Matic help you there? If, yeah. if Liverpool's not concerned with the middle of the pitch and they're trying to run overlaps down the wings, what does Matic do for you? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, because if he does come out to provide defensive cover, is he able to get back then centrally, right? Is he creating pockets of space behind him if he's pulled out away? Agreed. I think, I think a fr- I, I, McTominay gives us an attacking presence that, is going to put a lot of strain on the back line. Matic shores up that back line, but like you say, if if you, if Liverpool's swinging down the the sides, does that really matter? I think Fred's a. Key. I would not be surprised one bit if Fred starts is he this like match. the is he like the best he's, of both of he's these the worlds in between where he doesn't necessarily drop as a center back, but he runs from sideline from touchline to touchline in between the center backs and what would be almost he's he's like he's like a Conte, but. He's even like, like a, slimier. Like he just pops up all over the place. Well, so he's like Genie Vinealdum for Liverpool. Yeah, Genie's not asked to get forward. Genie can get forward. Mm-hmm. He does it. He bangs for the Netherlands all the time, but he's not asked to for Liverpool. Yeah, his job is to win the ball, disrupt the midfield, hold possession, look to cycle back. I mean, just that's what he does. Yeah, when you look at Fred's, like when he plays, it'll be you know hundred percent pass accuracy, no shots on goal, no shots on target, you know none of that nonsense. But you know ninety three percent aerial duels won, you know ninety three percent tackles made. It'll be shit like that. He just puts in that shift. That and that's is what Genie does. Solid yeah. at the at in front of the back line, but not he doesn't recess back into it. Right. So I, I I would not be surprised one bit, and that's probably. The safest route that allows you to be as attacking as you want to be, but without sacrificing too much at the back. I I, I really think I, to look forward to to look for that uh, coming in, but it's going to be a hell of a match, and I'm I'm excited. Eleven thirty, eleven thirty Eastern time on, on Sunday. Peacock. That's this is right. The biggest game of the year, not so far, but what may end up being for the season, the biggest match of the season, or at least most pivotal so far. And you got to pay for it. Not only do you have to pay for it, but I use your Peacock uh, Uh, password. It It only works on my phone. It doesn't work on my laptop. It won't work on my PlayStation. Yeah. It only works on my cell phone. So that's where I got to watch it now is on my cell phone. I think I saw, well, I think I saw someone stay, stay, say that they were able to download it on their Fire Stick. I'll see if I can find where I. I have a Fire Stick, so I can try that. Prior, remember in the summer, we tried downloading it uh, for the the first couple matches I mm-hmm. think that we had and it just didn't, yeah. it wasn't there. So I'll, I'll check into that. All right. Well, I think everybody's excited for that. Um, you know, battle at the top. Let's, uh, let's look forward to uh, match week 18. Um, and let's, uh, let's do our picks, shall we? So 
run through. We, we had a couple today and we've picked a couple for tomorrow. Well, we picked Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays, correct? Uh, yeah, I don't have the days on here, but yeah, we picked through, I think we picked through Wednesday. This half week. Yeah. We picked through this half week, right? Yeah. So, uh, we had, um, so for the Newcastle match, let me just pull this up here. So I'm not just tossing random words out here. So for, uh, Sheffield United and Newcastle, we both picked Newcastle there. Oof. Not, uh, well, I mean, any sane person would, it wasn't our fault that they shit themselves. True. True. Uh, so we got that incorrect. We both picked United against Burnley. Um, so that's a check in both our columns. Um, for the Everton-Wolves match, you took Wolves, I took Everton. So point to me on that one. Nuno, you're breaking my heart. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then we had... So then the two matches that are conceivably to come uh, is... Let me get here. It's the City match. Uh, City uh, uh, hosting Brighton. We both picked City for that, of course. Uh, but that plays tomorrow or as you're listening to this today at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard. And then we uh, both picked on um, Aston Villa and Tottenham. You took Aston Villa 2-1. I took Tottenham 1-0. But that has been postponed due to COVID uh, protocols and the entire Aston Villa squad having to uh, um, self-quarantine. Speaking of, can I just put, set this aside just for a moment? You guys have – what's your guys' case? Because i got to take my whole team up to your house after you – your last team, your last team you played was Aston Villa. I'm a, that's yeah, a but they concerning. played with children. They played with children and a whole different staff. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. So they were okay. completely all right. I'm a little confused though. So Villa Spurs is off. However, I mean this is breaking news, folks. Uh, Spurs Fulham is what's showing on. The Premier League website. Yeah, I see that here on ESPN as well on the 13th, yeah. Which would be Wednesday. Tomorrow. Of this publishing. So um, they, so they've just moved the game. Yeah, they rescheduled and moved. They must have moved it up. It looks like it, which... That's odd. I don't... That was a quick move-up. They canceled it, what, yesterday? Today? Yeah. Uh, pretty weird. Whatever, I guess we'll pick it. Fuck it. What? We'll do it live. Isn't that right, Bill? That's right. Okay, um, and then I realized we didn't pick Arsenal Palace. The reason why we didn't pick that, that's the last match of this half week, is because we wanted to pick the Wednesday matches due to um, the fact that we would be recording Tuesday, but it would be broadcast Wednesday. So let's have that out there in your ears. Obviously, we're going to have to pick one of those matches, allegedly, because Spurs is supposedly playing Fulham out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So... Let's finish those two up. So we got Spurs, Fulham, I guess, on Wednesday. I'm going to take Spurs. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Spurs you'll as take well. Spurs, yes. And then we have, uh, we have a, a London Derby, Arsenal hosting Palace on Thursday the 14th. The only match on Thursday. Uh, Arsenal, I heard a pundit say today that they're red hot. I was like, Let's calm down a little bit, but I am still going to take Arsenal. They are on a, a couple-game win streak here. Yeah, um, looking at Crystal Palace, you know, they're kind of the chicken club, as my youngest said, is kind of falling flat. Uh, however, they did win their last match. Ah. God, this is so tough because, of course, I don't want to take Crystal Palace, but do I really trust Arsenal? Um, but they're three on the bounce. You know what? 
Fuck it. No, Crystal Palace. I'm just, I'm going to separate from you. Taking CP. All right. Because why not? All right. Now, into match week 18. Pardon me. Let me grab my, my notepad here. So we're going to run through this. Um, Saturday, it starts with Wolves taking on uh, the artist formerly known as Eastern European Nightclub FC. Indeed. But is now demoted back to West Bromwich Albion. Isn't that just so much less fun than what we were talking about? The gravy boat drinkers. That's what they're called now. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be Wolves for me. Nuno's going to take uh, Big Sam out to the woodshed. I swear, if Nuno doesn't, I'm I'm gonna have to I'm gonna be like Neil Brown in in New Jack City, mm. just tears running down my face as I shoot him. I mean, head. to be fair, Wolves is on a, a two game skid right now, so not good. But I'm taking Wolves as well. Yeah. Uh, Leeds show up to Bright or Brighton shows up to Leeds. There it is. And who knows if anyone's going to play defense in this? Um. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. Bielsa's going to play Bielsa ball. Now, the question is, can Brighton withstand it? I don't think they're going to be able to. I don't think this will be a 5-0 uh, uh, deep pantsing, but uh, I think Leeds is going to take it. Yeah, I'll take Leeds in this one as well. Um, West Ham hosts Burnley. I wonder if anyone can guess who I'm going to pick after I wax so poetically about Burnley earlier in the mm, show. Mm, mm, indeed. Uh, well, so, I mean, that means you're taking Burnley, I assume. I'm yeah yeah uh, I'll take I'm, Burnley to sit on their ass for 65 minutes yeah I'm gonna take West Ham here I'm gonna see if, I'm gonna they, go, if they can unlock the door I'm gonna go for a draw only because why wouldn't it be a draw uh probably a goalless or a 1-1 but mm-hmm. you know just something that wants makes you want to claw your eyes out now uh we've got Fulham they're hosting the pretenders that are Chelsea, although they love they love a, a fixture against a bottom feeder, don't they? Yes, they do. So, also good to see that uh, the eight billion dollar men in uh, Kai Havertz and uh, Timo Werner were able to score against like Sunday League, whoever they played in the FA Cup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they're hitting their form right on time. Just in that's time what they for bought Fulham. them for. That's right. Who you got? Ah, Chelsea. Yeah, I want to take Fulham just because it'd be super funny to see Frank just I might still, still not having my, a clue. Yeah. I might still in my heart root for Fulham even though I just picked oh, Chelsea. Oh, 100%. But, yeah. So I, that, I'm going to take Chelsea, but I'm going to be, you know, cheering like hell to watch the just just it completely unravel. That's um, right. Now, uh, a nice little matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leicester, Southampton. Yeah, no, this is, I think this will be uh, uh, probably the second best game of the weekend. Um I don't know. Le- Lester are creeping right behind you guys, one point down at thirty-two. That's what uh, happens when you're spoon-fed penalties almost every match. True, true. Uh, but I, I am going to take Lester here. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna. This is another one where we're gonna break. So I've got Southampton. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they play a good enough style where they're not going to give up those issues. Uh, they're not going to get caught on those fouls. Not looking to have a penalty. I mean, Lester's got plenty of quality, uh, but so does Southampton. And old Ralph has them playing some good ball. So give me uh give me the South Shore boys. Yep. Now uh Villa Everton, I guess we'll pick it. Lord knows. I don't know if what the quarantine's gonna be. Uh, I haven't heard of any additional um 
issues. I think what happened was is they petitioned the Premier League mm-hmm. based on fielding that small club, uh, the young club against Liverpool, and they're saying like, "Do you really want us to roll out sixteen-year-olds in the camp? I mean, right, just this, knock it down." Yeah. So, I've got provided this takes. I've got Villa over Everton in this match. Really? So we're going to split here. Um, I have Everton. I think they're on a three-match win streak. They're up to fourth place. They're going to be playing some European ball if this holds. Uh, so Everton. Yeah, I think. I've got I've got tiny shin pads over uh, Old Man Fraud or Charleston. Yeah. Sure. The shin pads went out. I mean, if, if, if life has taught me anything, the shin pads win. Mm. Um, Chris Wilder. Riding high on his uh, on his, his two match hey, win streak. He's going for one oh two, one oh two career That's wins. That's right. That's right. And he's got Jose and Spurs lined up in his sights. Um, this is Spurs. I mean, yeah. Come on. I, I couldn't even make a joke about it. I <laughs> yeah. It's it's. Although I wonder, I wonder if it's going to be one of those Jose just go get the job done thing. Does it feel like? And maybe this is just me. I, I probably should have Spurs. Um, past scores up. I mean, is is Jose kind of reeling it in? Like, okay, that was enough fun, guys. Right, that was enough scoring multiple goals in a game. Right, let's low block the shit out of this and score one and just win one nil. Well, it's kind of hard to tell, right? So they won five nil against Marine, two nil against Brentford, three nil against Leeds. Right, so they're putting multiple goals on, but these are teams that you second. would. Sorry about that. Had to uh, make sure the dog didn't evacuate the bowels uh, on the carpet. So, um, as you were saying, Tottenham. Yeah, well, Tottenham might be evacuating the bowels on their own carpet. But, so, when we look at goals, I mean, who they played, right? So, 5-0 against Marine, 2-0 against Brentford, 3-0 against Leeds. These are teams you expect to put multiple goals on. And then a 1-1 against Wolves, 3-1 against Stoke. And then, you know, it's just back from there. A bunch of two-goal whatever nonsense for the next five games prior. So they're scoring multiple goals, but I don't know if these are teams that we can really. I mean, adjudicate. a handful of those. Yeah, a handful of those are FA. I mean, you got Stoke, you've got Marine. Yeah, you know, you got Brentford. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. Bre- I mean, this is all Cabero Cup or Carabao Cup, whatever you want. To, Mickey Mouse Joint Club. That's right. And and FA Cup stuff with a couple uh, Premier League games in there that don't really mean much. I mean, against Leeds was the last Premier League game, so I don't know. I, I mean, I just feel like Jose was like mentally trapped in Ibiza at the beginning of the year and he was mm-hmm. having fun. And then like something happened. He was like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. And, and now like all this is fun no is good. shut down. This is no good. Yeah. All fun has now shut down. And like, no one's like, maybe, I mean, that's what, I guess that's what's happened when you go from first to like sixth in four days or whatever mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. to them. So maybe that's what it is, but um, I'm going to skip this next one and we'll get that at the end. Yeah. Uh, City hosting palace. I've got City. I thought about Palace there for a minute because Palace did the double over City last year, I do believe. Don't quote me. I can't confirm or deny that. But I feel in my bones that they did something like that last year. But this is one of those matches a lot of times where City inexplicably look like shit. However, they started the season looking like shit and not being very confident. Uh, Their defense that we talked about before 
has been really good when it comes to goals that they're not allowing. Right. And their offense is now seemingly getting into that Man City gear. So I just really couldn't I couldn't put it on them. It, it, it wouldn't surprise me, put it that way, if they just didn't show up and Palace just bored the hell out of them and Zaha or, you know, Schlupp did something. But Schlupp even still at Palace, I'm really just yeah. tombstone shooting from the hip. My point is, wouldn't it. surprise me. However, I can't in good conscience well, not mean, take City here. City, yeah, it looks like their offense is kind of starting to get into gear here. A couple, uh, 3-1, 2-0, 3-0, of the couple during the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup. A 4-1 over Arsenal in the quarterfinals of the whatever cup. But the problem with Palace, though, is they have a couple. Let me see here. Get the actual figures for you. So we they lost 7-0. To Liverpool, not great. Damn right. They lost three nil to Aston Villa directly following that, and then they had to draw one one to Leicester, and then through that they they two nil over Sheffield and then a one nil loss to Wolves. They're not in the best form. Old Owl Roy is, I think, a, a spinning wheels in this place like he's stuck in the mud in Georgia. So I I don't see this uh, two thousand point spread money line figure coming to fruition. I mean, put your house on it. Come out a millionaire on the other end of it, depending on the price of your house. But I mean, look at the one-one Leicester, right? So on the on the back of losing ten nil aggregate over your last two matches, you mm-hmm. come out and you clip a point against Leicester, a team that's been cemented in the top four. All I mean that that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah. And we've seen City just not show up in these matches. Now it is at the Etihad. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, this is when they're on the road, whether there's fans in the stadium or not. It's just one of those things. Um, yeah, Again, I, I, I'm not putting but, any money on it, but I'm still taking Man City on this yeah. one. Uh, last one, finishing the week, uh, mm. I believe it's a Monday match, Arsenal-Newcastle. Um, I do have Arsenal here. here. Um, maybe, maybe not. It's not wildly confident. Maybe it's recency bias after what happened with Newcastle today. It's hard. It's hard to take Newcastle after you just drop points to Sheffield. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that's not, that's not a good, uh, like preemptive showing to what you're going to do in, in the coming. Yeah. Weeks. Is it, a, is there a bounce back? Is it the up down theory? I mean, is it, holy shit, we just hit rock bottom. I mean, maybe we should just play with our eyes open mm-hmm. and we'll be better than that. I mean, it'll, is be, it, it'll be interesting to see what Arsenal, what happens to Arsenal with CP, uh, with Crystal Palace this week. Correct. Um, I think that'll dictate a lot, but, and not knowing that what's going to happen there. Uh, I'm going to take Arsenal here, still on the three three game bounce. I'm there with you. So this one we're clearly going to split on. Mm-hmm. This one we'll make as our 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 score prediction for yeah. in the event of a wild tiebreaker that we need. Whoever's closest on this will get the extra nod. Liverpool hosting United first and second place. Uh, Liverpool is plus sixteen on goal differential. United is plus ten. Uh, United is eleven three and three. Liverpool nine six and two. I mean, United 34 goals to 24, Liverpool 37 to 21. The ship has been righted with Liverpool. I mean, they dropped seven to Aston Villa. I mean, a third of their goals in one match early in the season. Uh, we highlighted it throughout the most of this show, the things that we're looking for, the questions that we have. But it's kind of just one of those, hey, here it is. I mean, normally we would be at the esteemed Thomas McGee's mm. in Eastern Market, Detroit, you know, just absolutely plastered before 1130 even got near us. Correct. On Irish coffees, Bushmills, and Miller Lite. Um, 
I long for the days of that, mm. of wearing what? my not best shoes because beer is going to be spilt all over them as it gets thrown in the what, air. What a day this hands. would have been. A 7.30, 1-2-United-Liverpool. Got the, got the lads from the United Club across in Windsor and, from and Windsor, Canada yep. coming over. Got Thomas McGee's is a registered Liverpool bar. Oh, that would have been absolute pandemonium. Um, I mean, full full disclosure, they'll still be there just outside, uh, socially z- distant with uh, heaters and whatnot. Mm. Um, but but know, I have a house, and, and I'm going unfortunately, to Unfortunately, I will not be partaking in this. So I'm not going to ask you who you got. I'm going to ask how much, what do you think the United win is going to be on the scoreline from Indeed. your point of view? Um, I don't know. So this is going to be an interesting one. Um I I see both teams scoring definitely. There's no nil nil I, I foresee here. Um I don't know. I, I feel I feel a three one in my bones. My bones. So that's what I'm gonna stick with. Three one United over the former champions. Yeah, so honestly I feel a three one is a great scoreline as well. You know, is it a one one and then it's when does the floodgate open, right? right? When does the second come and you might as well just put another one on top of it because the second, you know, it's 1-1 scored relatively close together maybe. And then it's it's kind of cagey until about what, the 60, 67th mm-hmm. minute. Some substitutes and the start second, coming on. Yep. The second hits from somewhere and then it's kind of a third on the end or a third mm-hmm. at the very end. But it really is ceremonial. You know, yep. it feels like that that third goal was scored with the second goal kind of thing. Um, I'm going to go though with two, one Liverpool, uh, again, three, one is kind of how I see it playing. Um, however, two, one Liverpool's had some issues. Um, you know, maybe it is three, one Shakiri came and undid you guys, uh, recently that was Jose's last match where he came in as super sub Shakiri and just knocked in two wild, uh, Wild shots with yeah, but that was pre hair plug Shakiri. So I think he's getting weighed down by some uh, uh, some off the market um, thirty yeah, thousand quid. Some 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 discount shelf hair plugs. Yeah. Right? Uh, so I'm gonna go two one Liverpool. Um, either way, I mean huge match for you guys, right? Massive. So you made up your your game in hand, and this is obviously a six point match, but in in truth, it's a nine point match, right? You guys just took the lead um, on points for the season, 36 to 33, as of today's recording. At the conclusion of this match, you can be six points ahead, mm-hmm. level on game. So I mean, it, it's huge. It's it's not just the six, not just the six point swing within the match. I mean, the three points you guys got today. I mean, it kind of it could be a great week, or it can be. I mean, it won't be a bad one if you guys lose and all of a sudden you're still level on points with Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, we're in probably the best position that we could be in at this point in the season. Um, having because you know, yeah, if if we do lose, you know, we're still we're probably second. Yeah, probably. well, a lot. Well, I mean, you're you're. Well, we would be. So we would be. Yeah. A loss to you isn't as detrimental as it would be a loss to Liverpool. I think. And Liverpool- now I'm not saying it's it's season over for Liverpool. However, that's a six point gap with yeah. you guys ahead. I don't know? think Liverpool could even take a draw here. I think a draw is just is if not, it's definitely not as bad as a loss. But because Leicester, if they win against Southampton, 
you're now falling to third. They'll hop you and be a point above you in the table at sitting at 35 while you, you would be at 34. So a draw to you is kind of, at least where you are in the table, a loss for Liverpool. Um, so I think a win is really the only acceptable outcome uh, for, for, for the club, for Liverpool. There's now. still tons to play. I mean, you guys are matched up. And this is something I'm going to be pulling for you guys to make it all the way to the League, league Cup final. I mean, I am. I will wear a fucking jersey. I will cheer so hard like because it's that. the final is just before the return fixture, Liverpool, Man United. Mm-hmm. So please, you guys, you know, in Europe still, you've got you guys are still in the FA Cup, correct? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right because we fucking play you. So we play back twice in ten days, basically. Back right? to back. So, and I'd also... You know what? You guys can have that FA Cup. We'll take the Premier League. We'll put our big boys out for the Premier League. And I'll, I'll, you can take the silverware of the FA Cup all you like. Well, so I'll also say this. Um, Liverpool have... What was the number? In 17 domestic cup competitions for Jurgen Klopp, I think it's been like 13 or something like that. The percentage of Premier League teams Liverpool have drawn since Jurgen Klopp has been there, whether it's the FA Cup or the the League Cup, is just astronomical. Meanwhile, you see, you know, Man City is playing, you know, Little Sisters of the Poor again. No wonder they always win the domestic titles. They have the easiest routes to them. Mm. Um, But yeah, you know, of course, Liverpool draw a Premier League foe when there's still so many minnows in the sea. Uh, But yeah, so I'm... You guys are rooting for us through the FA Cup? Fine. I'm rooting for you to go all the way to the Carabao Cup. Oh, no, you we're out of the against... Carabao Cup. We got busted, no. out. We got busted out by Man City. Oh, so that's what I'm missing, then. That's what I'm missing. Oh, okay, okay. So, see, that's what it was. So now it's flipped the other way. Now you can have the... Uh, yes, yes, uh, yes. Are you My still in the Carabao foiled. Cup? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we threw that away months ago. Yeah, don't care about that in the least. Yeah, I don't um, care about the FA Cup. Like, I'd like to win. That. I'd like to do a league double. I don't know what alternate cool. reality. I don't know what alternate reality I was just in, because that was, that was true one. at one point in my head where you guys. Well, it would have been prior we, to we the match. We literally played Man City on like three days ago, and they beat us. So it, it was. I'm it was like, true a week ago. I'm yeah. I'm still like transitioning to like a forty-hour work week after what I went through on Christmas and whatnot. So I'm like. I don't know what to do with myself. I'm still right. readjusting to the concept of time and mm. all that. So, anyways. Mm-hmm. all right, three-one United, two-one Liverpool. Uh, hit us with some business and let's get the hell out of here. Yeah. So uh, you guys can uh, email us and contact us at topdrawerpod at gmail dot com. Uh, you can follow us on our socials at topdrawerpod on Instagram, at topdrawerpod on Twitter, and topdrawerpodcast on. Uh, facebook um give us your predictions hit us in the dms we'll i'm sure we'll be posting about it uh both prior to the game and after or, and during the game uh so give us your thoughts on it or any of the predictions we made uh if you were upset at adam's shellacking of burnley for about 30 straight minutes uh you can uh email him directly at some email um or just tag him in something i don't want to see it you're lying to yourself if you're upset with me i mean what where's the lie true um, but most importantly, just make sure that you're subscribed on Apple podcast or any of your platforms that you get our podcast on. Just make sure you subscribe or follow. Uh, that way you get our newest released episodes. Uh, the minute you log on. 
Fantastic. Wonderful. All right. Well, for uh, match week one and match week 18, looking forward to hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you guys enjoy uh, getting back to full slate weekends. I know FA FA weekends can be tough. Even when you're in it, you're like, yeah, what is this? But like, I don't have other matches I really want to watch. I don't mm-hmm. want to see this shit. So we don't have to worry about that now. So we're coming into it. Um, should be a great weekend. Some decent matchups, but a couple, one or two that are really going to move however they finish uh, some spots at the top. So it will be great to see. So as always, I'm Adam. I'm Alex. And this is Top Drawer.